Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. school? God knows I do. I've been trying to tamper down those terrible memories by filling my brain with an encyclopedic knowledge of wrestling stats, unsigned ska bands, discographies, and schlocky Canadian horror movies. Otherwise, I'd wake <laughs> up screaming in a soaking wet bed. Speaking of night terrors in Canadian horror, we watched Slaughter High this week and are joined by Icon vs. Icon writer Dylan Lyles. I hope he likes jocks and bad cinema because Marty's about to make us all into his April fucking fools this week on horror movie night. <laughs> yeah (laughs) it was uh it was something (laughs) i think that's about the best you can say for this movie it's something uh so i i picked this movie because for whatever reason this is like one of those movies that i don't love i don't like really this is the one where i'm like oh slaughter high it's the shit but like for some reason this is like a weird horror movie that me and my old roommate shrop would watch all the time because Schropp just loved how bad it was. He was like, this movie is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And, like, he, he couldn't write because he's like, it's just so poorly made. It's so shoddy. Like, the DVD is, like, VH transfer quality. Like, it is just a bad, all-around bad movie. Uh, but I, and I, I know that I'm probably the only one that thinks this, I think the theme song is fucking dope. Uh, there's two oh, songs. Man, I have so many notes on this. <laughs> there's, there's two songs in this movie and one I really like, and the other one is almost offensive. <laughs> Honestly, I, so, I gotta side with you, Matt. I, I, I love the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. All right. <laughs> It's that weird, like, synth, like, bow, 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 bow. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Manfredini, so, like, it's his signature, like, synth. And then that punk rock kicks in, and I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm in. Let's do <laughs> oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, like, the, the most watered-down 19... So this movie's from 1986, right? Yeah, it looks like it's from, like, 1981. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I know! And then they were, like... They must have cobbled this shit together on, like, super old... Uh, reel to reels and things like that. I, I have no idea, but Jesus, it it is a it is a rough watch. I mean, like, so this movie 
isn't bad. Like Shrop, I mean, it's not it's not a good movie, but it's not like it's not a movie that sticks out as like a so bad it's good movie. And it's not one of those like, holy shit, this movie is terrible. You have to watch it. It's just like kind of mediocre all around. Yeah. So, I mean, it has stuff that – so this was my second watch of this film, and I forgot what happens in the second half of it from the first <laughs> watch. Uh, but, but, um, well, the second half is arguably the far better half of the movie. <laughs> I know, which is what's so weird. But the first part is the weirder part of the movie. Like, let's be clear about well, the that. First part, <laughs> the first part is just the Tusk Adventure, but they moved it from a gym to a high school. That's all that happens yes. in the first half of this movie. Um, so so let's get into it. So the movie starts off, we meet Marty, who's like this school dork, and all these kids are picking on him. And this is where the first like major issue comes up with this movie, is do you know how April Fool's is done in Canada? No. Okay, so... I was reading about this because this is a Canadian film and there's a thing that doesn't make a ton of sense if you don't know this. In Canada, April Fool's is strictly from midnight until noon. And the concept... Okay, yeah. I had a huge question about that. <laughs> so, like, the concept is, like, if you prank anybody before midnight or afternoon, you're the April Fool because you did it during the wrong time period. So that's why the whole conceit of this movie is like oh we've got to get this done right now like it's it's very bizarre and they had no clue that that wasn't the case in america so they're like oh we're gonna make an american april fool's horror movie and then was like oh no one knows what the fuck we're talking about um they're like well that does bring up one question that i have then so the original prank um is supposed to take place before noon is that correct that's as far as i understand it yeah so the logic breaks down when you think, for the for, for first of all, that that Marty is gonna have a shower fuck with Carol or whatever her name is before twelve a twelve p.m. Like how is how are they even gonna make that happen? And then they do more pranks to him, and it's three forty five in the afternoon because I and I only know that because the the coach catches them. As they're giving him a swirly. And by the way, this movie has male full frontal nudity. I think you actually see his asshole in this too. <laughs> like, Marty has the biggest man bush I've ever seen. And it's not doing his dick any favors, really. But <laughs> but then, like, they've got him. And the jocks are just having the best time giving him a swirly. But there's a a top-down view of them, like, dunking his him into the toilet. And I'm pretty sure that you can see his asshole. Oh, 100%. I didn't, like, 100%. pause and rewind, but I was pretty shocked I, by that. Anyway, so the coach catches them, right? Yeah. And he says, 345, in the gym. And then while they're in the gym, they prank him a second time. So they're all the April Fools, right? Yeah. And that's why they have to die. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> now this movie makes perfect sense. It is a masterpiece. So there's a line – there's a line because, like, Marty – Again, it's very much like a Melvin and Toxic Avenger thing. Like, Marty does not get that this girl is not actually interested in him. And he has the line, Well, next time I'm about to score, like, cool it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But then then they give him a joint, and, like, I'm not here to blame any victim at all. But, like, Marty, what are you doing? You're smoking a joint right before you do some chem work? Like... (laughs) <laughs> well, it, not even that. But I mean, yeah, don't smoke a joint that the people that make fun of you constantly 
give you. Like, maybe it was different in, let's just say. So, if this movie is set in 1986, and it's supposed to be, he, well, spoiler alert, it's all a dream. Um, no! His revenge is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his revenge is all a dream. So, uh, so is that supposed to take place in 1996, or is it supposed to be that 1976 is when they got out of school, and 1986 is when it's really happening? I think it's 1986, and then the flash into the future is 1996, because when he wakes up from the dream, it seems like it's not that long after the original... Yeah, he's just had a bunch of plastic surgery, and then he can peel the skin off of his face. Which is a pretty solid ending. The film stock genuinely changes right as the, the tear happens, at least on my copy of the movie. Um, right. Well, I watched this shit on YouTube, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, Scott. Matt, you had me in the, I like the theme song. You lost me in the fact that you like that ending. <laughs> yeah, it is as, it is the shoddiest part of this entire film. <laughs> So this is where uh, we hear our second piece of music because there's only two pieces of music in this entire film. And it's just like this weird little Jamaican instrumental that makes like no sense whatsoever. It's just like any time that there's not death or a chase scene, it's just like, boom. <laughs> like this super like laid back reggae synth music, which uh, we'll talk about that again next week too. Um, Can we just, hold up. Can we just take a second to talk about like, let's go back to when they get caught. Because Stella, the hands down, the worst character in the history of cinema. Stella sits there and goes... Wait, which one is Stella? Is she the... the, the is she like half Asian? No, no, no. She's the blonde that goes, It's all Marty's fucking fault! Oh, yeah. You were just dunking this naked kid's head in the toilet. It's all his fault! I'm like, all right, here we go. Kill all these fucking people. I don't care. Yeah. You know, there, there are a couple things that really bothered me. Right before the pranks start, did you guys notice that, like, the front lawn of the school is completely dead? Yeah. Yes. I don't quite understand how that happens, but <clears throat> it didn't look like a very entertaining I can, I place can, to go I to school. I can tell in. you how that happened, because they probably just used an old school. I believe the school that they filmed in was about to be demolished, and since 50% or 75% of the movie is 10 years in the future when the school's already run down. Like, they're not going to redo the lawn for just one shot in the opening. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already a condemned, decrepit place when it's supposed to be a functioning school. All right, all right. That makes sense. But I don't... I was kind of nerdy in high school. Lord knows Matt was a nerd, nerdy nerd nerd in high school. I mean, I still am at 32. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and Dylan, you're on the show yeah, with us so. and you like wrestling, so I'm just going to assume that you were 100%. a nerd in, when 100%. we were all growing up. So this is so much work to embarrass us, right? Like, <laughs> the pre-internet trolling days were really weird. Like... Everybody is so low energy now that they just call each other fags on Xbox. But, like, back in 1986, it's like, we're going to get this camera. Because cameras weren't easy to get, so they get this gigantic shoulder-mounted camera to videotape. Also, they're making child porn, yep. by the way. Yep. They they hatch this elaborate plan that, that has multiple steps to it. And then they, they like, embarrass him. And what were they going to do with that video? You know? Well... Anyway, the best part about, you know, you got to being a nerd is you make lemonade when you get lemons. So Marty sees some graffiti in the bathroom that says Marty Ranson sucks and he changes the S to an F. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so it says that he suck F or oh the S in the front. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So it's been eleven minutes and we're still talking about the first five minutes of the movie. So the group of jocks and cheerleaders, or whatever, they basically cause Marty to burn half of his face off with acid. And then they're like, we didn't mean to. Motherfuckers, you gave him a joint to make him puke so that you could go in to the chem lab and mess with his stuff. You absolutely meant to to disfigure yeah, this person. Exactly, because, I mean, the nitric acid, which falls and, I mean, it causes him to burn, but that fire had started before that accident even happened. Like, this was their plan all along. Yeah. They were trying to burn him. Like, just yeah. the fact that he got burnt with acid instead of a fire is... And then they're, like, all shocked, you know? They, like, run to the, the chem lab as this gigantic fireball comes out the front, and they're like, oh, my God, what happened? Oh, I don't know. Maybe exactly what you planned. <laughs> so so this suddenly the film, you know, you see Marty, and he's all, like, gross now, and uh, it jumps to 10 years into the future where they look... Like, none of them have aged a day. Exactly. Yeah, like. Well, it's because Carol already looks like she's 30. I'm like, Carol, you are 30. There is no way you're a high schooler. Oh, hanging out with these kids. She's never going to graduate. Um, so, yeah. so they attend their 10-year reunion, and it's just them and only them that show up at a rundown school. And instead of them being like, oh, like one of them's like, hey, maybe we should go into town. And they're like, no, fuck it. We're just going to party ourselves. And... Well, no, they, they say, let's go look around. And then they come to this room that has food and beer. <laughs> and they're like, let's hang out. Uh, but they, they stop. They, they're like, um, they go in and then it starts raining. And so they're like, oh, I guess we'll just look around since we're here. And then they find all the food and beer. And then they consume the food and beer. Like, you know, if, if personally, if I was Marty, I would have just poisoned them and been done with it. Yeah, but it. then you don't get to so, see so all the, the cool stuff. <laughs> all the cool deaths, yeah. But it's like there, there are so many – there's so much room for error with murdering people in interesting ways. I know that that's probably something that we don't really go into very often on this podcast. But like all these elaborate plans to kill people – could always go wrong we really only let's just imagine this like all these these creative killers the only ones that we see movies about are the ones that do it do like 100 yeah. percent right right like, so there's yeah. like a sea of dudes that try to to murder their high school tormentors and fail and we never see the movies about yeah, those guys that's true well i mean again yep. being creative versus not being creative that's why there's you know 12 Friday the 13th and only one Dr. Giggles is like Dr. Giggles is way too elaborate for these things to work out. Jason just sees and steps. Um, so Yeah. Well, which is also what Marty does. Yeah. Well, sometimes. So then they book so then they bump into the they bump into the old janitor and he's basically just like, "Yo, this building's about still there." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah. yeah building's about to be uh, destroyed, but whatever. Fuck it. Have fun." And that's when But he also is like I'm I'm not a janitor. I'm a caretaker. Get it yeah. right. And then he gets killed. Like, there's no reason for him to get yeah, killed. With probably one of the more brutal ones because he got, like, the fucking coat hanger hook into the back of his head. Like, yeah. Now, like, so that's, like, all of this is the first half of this movie. And then it's just, like, fucking all my notes are just, like, this is how this person dies. This is how this person dies because it's just 
we've introduced the characters and now we're just going to kill them one by one and they just can't leave the school. Like that's like the extent of the plot line at this point. But I wanted to call out a couple highlights in the deaths at least. Uh, the first really cool one is, uh, I wrote down Frank, but I don't think it was Frank. One of the guys drinks a beer that causes his stomach to explode. His stomach. Yeah. That's not Frank because Frank lives to the very end. No, I forget why I wrote down Frank, but whoever that dude is, probably the death of the movie really because that effect is the best looking effect in the whole film are you trying to tell me that the the girl who gets melted in the bathtub isn't in oh, oh that's bathtub. also amazing yeah. but the claymation face melting versus like the actual like stomach explosion i think the stomach explosion is the better effect we're, we're still talking about mediocre effect versus mediocre effect. we can agree that the worst death is just the hands exploding out of a marty poster that's in the basement i forgot about that one (laughs) well no i think that the the worst death is the um the guy who gets he's underneath like a i thought that it was a car but it can't be a car it's like a oh like a, a lawnmower or something and then he gets chopped up I think that that's the worst death. I in the movie. think I, I'm not positive, and and I'm going literally based on two things, which is Canadian horror film and death by car. But I wouldn't be shocked if this was from the same people who brought us Happy Birthday to me, because <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like one Whoa. of those like this movie also has like it could have used the exact same tagline as Happy Birthday to me with like eight of the craziest death scenes you've ever seen because like. None of them are are reasonable or even, like, explainable. And they both kind of have a bullshit ending. This one being a dream and Happy Birthday to Me being literally a Scooby-Doo ending. Yeah, man, the Scooby-Doo ending at the end of uh, Happy Birthday to Me is pretty rough. But not as rough as this movie, but... I would watch this over Happy Birthday to Me, though, honestly. Happy Birthday to Me is too goddamn long. You forget Happy Birthday to Me is an hour and 55 minutes long. Yeah, you're right. I have forgotten that because wasn't that like my 30th yeah. birthday when we yeah, recorded like, that episode? Happy birthday to me. We're going to watch Happy Birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like immediately, sorry, guys. But th- I-, I wanted to talk for a second about the logistics of how you can how, – how would you get acid to come up the pipes after having the bathtub be filled with water at first? Like I just don't quite understand – how you would make that I'd work. I'd imagine that he has some type of, like, thing hooked up behind that shoddy wall. It's, I mean, he took the time to buy food and beer, so I think he took the time to tamper with the, the plumbing as well. Yeah, but it's just, like, so much, like I said, it's so, there are so many times where there's so much work putting into these pranks that are murderous pranks, but, like, come on, it's, it's like, not worth the time commitment. There is one other death that I want to bring up, more so for the dialogue that happens in it, which is after after the guy gets the car dropped on him, his wife is having sex with his friend, and she gets electrocuted to death in the middle of sex. But oh, my God. <laughs> was it in the middle of sex, or was it after they had no, just No, he was fucked. on top of her, and Pretty he, like, sure shoots after. off of her. <laughs> but, but before that happens, she's like, talk dirty to me. And he just, in a very monotone voice, goes... Fuck, tits, shit. <laughs> Hold on a second. Screw. Screw is one of these. So, so actually, it wasn't YouTube. It was Vimeo that yeah. um, I watched this on. And I don't remember that. I wonder <laughs> if that part was missing. <laughs> yeah, his the word screw is one of his filthy words that he says while while banging her. 
Uh, I had the subtitles on to confirm, so. Wow. But I actually, I'm wondering like, why is the blonde, so she's so hot to trot. She's so horny. It's it's ridiculous. She's like, I need to fuck. And he's like, what about your husband? She's like, he's not here this exact second. Your dick will do. That doesn't, that's not real life. Also, she reveals that her kid is his. Oh my God, that's right. Like, whoa, plot twist. Like, we're not going to deal with this. But I guess that my bigger question about that character is not how terrible of a person and obviously a mother that she is, but rather, why does she have a weird accent? She's got like a southern accent half the time. Well, because she's Canadian trying to put on an American accent without knowing what an American sounds like. God damn, this movie is ridiculous. (laughs) This movie is just so, so ragged. This is like the toy that you gave your dog and then left for a half hour and it just tears the shit out of but you can still tell this yeah. toy <laughs> that's a beautiful analogy even before they find the party goods like they're looking around and they look at skip who i guess he's like the alpha male yeah, skinny of the group. skip um <laughs> the so, most threatening of the bunch yep there's and two they, fucking jacked meatheads and they're all following around a dude who looked like he fronted <laughs> a new wave band like <laughs> Yeah, it's the yeah. lead singer of the Cars they, hanging out they, with they, like two <laughs> WWE tag team wrestlers, and they're all like, "Yeah, no, we'll do what the Cars guy says." It was like then, then, then one of them has to go bang the other guy because it's my best friend's girl. She <laughs> used to be mine, <laughs> but her kid is still yours, buddy. They're walking around the house before they find the the, the party favors and everything, and they're like, "Skip." Cobwebs, you're a sick man. Are you fucking kidding me? That's your line? That's where you draw the line in the sand? Cobwebs? But we're, uh, the last, last quote, last fucking ridiculous quote of this. Um, well, first of all, we have the girls who are like, come on, you guys, let's party. And then, and I'm like, what is all going on? That's when I'm really noticing the shitty accents. And then um, I don't know which guy it is, but he's like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm here to drink some beer. Okay, yeah. no 28 year old. We're right is that back. We're right back beer. to the discussion from American yeah. Gothic. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't think the 80s were that weird and different from like my time as a 28 year old. I'm I'm going to justify this one though, Scott, because keep in mind this is 28 in the mind of an 18 year old having a dream. Okay, well, I think you're giving it way too much credit, but sure, we'll, we'll accept that. <laughs> way too much credit. Uh, so so we're down to, like, three people, and this is when they start searching the school. Yeah, like, why? Oh, god damn. And Skip's like, if we just stay in this room until noon we'll, and, and keep our backs to the wall, he can't get us. And then they go running away. Yeah, then they wander. Uh, so they find... They, they roam into one room where there's like a TV that's just playing footage, the footage that they filmed of Marty getting pranked. And yeah. then there's like a yearbook and all their faces are X'd out. And then like one of the girls tries to run away and she falls into sewage and that leads to like blood popping out of the toilet. Like it gets crazy. Like the yeah. first half of this movie is Toxic Avenger. Like then the second half of this movie is the end of student bodies because it's literally just like someone running through a school and it's lit all weird and then it ends up being a dream like it's literally just those two movies fucking sandwiched together um but i do have one question which is like what the fuck is the survivor girl wearing as she's running because it kind of looks like one of those human squirrel jackets like it's got like, <laughs> like it's got like all this extra everything like dangling off of it while she's running and then she kills like she gets killed 
And then it's revealed that it's Marty, which is like the least shocking. Although she she unmasking. kills Skip. She she axes Skip in the face. Yeah. Yeah, and she then kills a few away. people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, it's a dream. And then everybody comes back yep. zombies. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a, <laughs> that scene is straight um bloody new year. Yeah. They all look like the exact same um makeup effects artists apparently that because the, they're all canadian yeah. um there's only one <laughs> canadian effects artist from like 1986 uh and then and then marty wakes up and oh, you're wait, like wait, wait, wait. there's a line before he wakes up and i referenced it in the intro but it is probably the best performance in this whole movie which is like marty after he's killed everybody but before the zombies and he's just going like i gotcha i gotcha motherfuckers april <laughs> fools april fucking fools motherfuckers and it's so good <laughs> is that the word that you're gonna use for it is that Scott, really what you tell me if you were still in ichabod crane that you wouldn't use that clip to like kick off a song because i no. think that that's fucking a great intro to a no, song I, I would I, I would pick the theme song from next week <laughs> to start my set off with. all right well we'll get to there next week um but yeah it's all in marty's head he killed a nurse then he rips off his face and then we have to talk about some sad information because the actor who played marty actually never even got to see the movie come out uh due to committing suicide but according to uh, the ever-reliable IMDb, um, they say that the filmmakers almost didn't release the movie because they were afraid that the film was what caused him to kill himself. And then his mom confirmed, no, he had always been depressed, and actually being in the movie was the only thing that made him happy at the end. So they were like, okay, well then we'll release it as a tribute to him. So uh, we almost didn't get this movie. It's real... Real sad to sit and think about. You know, I, I want to make a shitty joke, but um, I also don't want to sound completely heartless. So we'll just take that as our downer at the end of uh, <clears throat> Slaughter High, and we'll go on to what did we watch this week. <laughs> Psst. Hey, you. Do you like the Tales from the Crypt series? Do you like spooky things in general? Then check out the Good Evening Kitties podcast. That's Good Evening Kitties podcast. G-O-O-D-E-V-E-N-I-N-G-K-I-D-D-I-E-S podcast. Each week, I'll review a new episode from the TV series, The Tales from the Crypt. Find me on Podbay, Podbean, or iTunes. That's the Good Evening Kitties podcast. Check it out today. So what did you guys watch this week? <laughs> well, I'll kick it off here. Right. So Dylan, um, Matt gave me the little lowdown that on top of wrestling, you also love punk heavy metal and comic books am i correct yes sir all right so um i i i can at least let's at least commiserate on um comic book movie uh i i watched logan finally okay. and um all right. have, you, have you seen it i have seen logan all right so so uh let me preface this by saying or by asking you a question um okay uh, who's your favorite Who's your favorite Marvel character? Oh, um, so it could be obscure. I hate I to be, I, I, I hate to be a cliche horror fan, but I mean, Blade was like always my 
Marvel character. Like I saw the movie and then I went back and like looked up like the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that. So, I mean, Blade is my favorite Marvel character. Okay, that's to totally fine. Honest. Yeah, no, I, I, it, it's right. good to get a, like a, a sense of what people are into. Like I loved the X-Men, but it's because I loved the powers. Um, I never really liked Wolverine. My best buddy Mario... Um, who everybody listens to podcasts is like, I talk about Mario like every fucking week. It's ridiculous. Uh, But uh, he and I have been friends since like preschool and we grew up reading comic books together and he loved Wolverine and he loved Spawn. He loved all the really violent, like anti-hero type characters. And I always was more drawn to like, I I love Gambit, you know, especially X-Men, like Gambit was killer. Um, I loved like uh, Chamber from early generation X type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, all that stuff was just fantastic. I always thought that um, I thought Husk was a really cool character, too. Like Gen X was one of my absolute favorite um, teams, but I never really liked Wolverine that much. But um, then Hugh Jackman did, you know, Wolverine in what, like six movies, seven movies now. And yeah, um, I'm okay. I'm ambivalent. I don't really think that the X-Men movies are that great. But Logan is so good i loved it i loved everything about that movie I, there was it, it had a lot of like small fan service easter egg type stuff like the reavers um that's because it was it's like a throwaway line where the doctors like my reavers are crude but effective or something like that because i was like watching them and all the all of them had like kind of crude um prosthetics and stuff like that i'm like these guys seem like modern versions of the reavers and um it is. I, I loved it. I, I don't really love X-23 as a character because I don't really read a whole lot of modern um, comics. But uh, I, I thought that the way that they handled the film was so good. I love the fact that they kind of like I felt like a, I don't want to say a love letter. and I don't want to say like a good bookend, but it felt almost like a bookend, you know, to, to what they had done so far. Because I believe Hugh Jackman doesn't really want to do Logan anymore or doesn't want to do Wolverine anymore. So if they bring... Wolverine back in, they'll probably get somebody else, as far as I understand. Which, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, personally, I liked the movie, and again, I hate to sound like cliche comic book fan, I wish they would have waited a little longer until, like, right now, where Marvel has, like, the rights oh. of X-Men, for the sheer fact that I want to see Hulk gang from the old man Logan no, like, comic book. Dude, I no, want to see Hawkman. No. Okay, now you are a cliche <laughs> okay. comic I was, I was totally on board with you, and I was like, you can be my friend, but I think I'm actually going to unfriend you on Facebook now. Um, I just want to see, like, I mean, can you imagine that weird shit? Like, I can imagine, and I don't, don't want to see it. Like, I, I don't like the Hulk. I've never liked the Hulk, and the Hulk gang is like, you know, we. I haven't watched Thor Ragnarok yet, but... Um, as far as I understand it, it's about as much as you're going to get as like a, a telephoned in uh, uh, World War Hulk or whatever it was. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I whatever. I just don't like the Hulk. I don't I, I, I just have problems with the character in general. I think he's kind of like a goofy. I don't know why Hulk is like a a, a bulwark of, of the Avengers and Marvel MCU. Basically, I just think that is like a bad choice because like Hulk is like. Such a boring property, in my opinion. I just think that, like, powers are great. Like, I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it's basically the X-Men because they, you know, MCU couldn't have mutants, and so they went with Inhumans. So, I mean, I I, I get that itch scratched, 
And I liked the fact that they kind of retconned the fact that there were no mutants after um, what I'm guessing is like the the either House of M or um, I mean I don't know what the the uh, the the Logan uh, like lore would be, and I don't know because their their timelines are also fractured now. But I'm assuming that the the guy the doctor says that he and his dad like created a cure for mut- mut- mutation and then genetically modified people to have mutations. But um, I'm wondering if that they could, they could, in all honesty, p- kind of push that into what the MCU is because the MCU, oh, yeah. uh, well, the way that the MCU worked on the Marvel comics is that they said that the Terrigen cloud that was circling the globe made people not turn into mutants and instead were turning into inhumans. It was like clicking off everybody's inhumans. I mean, I'm like, I'm not all caught up on, I guess, the TV universe at all. Even the shows on Netflix, I'm really behind. Um, I, along with writing for Icon versus Icon, I'm a student teacher. So yeah, I, busy man. I spend most of my time in like the, the classroom or planning lessons. Um, so I definitely need to, like there's a huge stack of things I need to catch up on. Um, but I also, I don't want you to mistake my love for Hulk gang for a love for the Hulk because I'm not a fan of the Hulk. I just like big mutant redneck monsters <laughs> and that's basically what the Hulk gang yeah, was. Yeah, true. All right. All right. All right. All right. We can still be friends on Facebook. All right. All John, right, what did you right, watch thanks. this week? <laughs> um, going back to the whole student teacher thing, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot, but I did get a chance to screen Victor Crowley the latest in the hatchet series by adam green um i liked it i have a full review coming out later this week on icon but i did enjoy it there were a few ham-fisted jokes that i'm like well this is weird like it it went Uh, but like that's adam green like that's what he does (laughs) i know i think well so the last adam green film we saw was digging up the marrow right yeah, yeah, and that movie rules. I love digging up the marrow. So that movie is, and I've said this to Matt before. You tell me if I'm right or wrong here, but I imagine that movie is an unofficial sequel to Nightbreed. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So if you are a Nightbreed fan, cool. you're gonna like digging. But I think up it's the, the only Adam Green movie I, I still oh, haven't yeah. seen, so I need to get around to that. Oh, it's so good. It's the only one that I would rewatch. Actually, I don't, I'm not a big Adam Green fan. I don't really like the Hatchet films. Um, but I really liked digging up the marrow a lot. So like the biggest issues I kind of had with Victor Crowley were a lot, like I said, a lot of the ham fisted jokes that even seemed more so than Adam green, like his usual stuff. But the other issue I had is he like forced this divorce plot line in. And if anybody's familiar with Adam green, he had a, like a really messy divorce and he talks about it almost every week on his podcast. So, like, I was like, I understand, and I am a listener of his podcast, so I hear about it every single week, and when I went to watch this movie, I wanted, like, Hatchet and not more of, like, Adam Green's life, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think it's... If that makes sense. It's kind of why, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I stopped listening to Smodcast, but, like, a big element of why I stopped listening to Smodcast was even before he had gone full, like, 
making movies based on conversations that happened on Smodcast, there'd be so many like at least half the dialogue from Zach and Miri are just is just dialogue from the Smodcast podcast. He was just like, oh fuck it, I'm yep. gonna throw it in there as dialogue. Was, I mean, that whole tangent on flesh fleshlights, yeah, came directly from their Smodcast and even their sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched. Uh, a movie and an episode of a TV show. Uh, so I watched uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I know that I keep thinking about it. I probably will never, ever watch it again. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but it definitely was one of the more uncomfortable movie watching experiences I've ever had. And uh, for the TV show, I'm continuing my goal of watching one episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers every episode of horror movie night. So this week I watched episode three teamwork. Uh, and in this particular episode, Trini and Kimberly are trying to get signatures so they can clean up an industrial dump site that Rita is all about. Um, there's a line of dialogue where Billy says, are you conducting a campaign of some type? And that's when I realized that all of di- all of Billy's dialogue sounds like Tommy Wiseau wrote it. Uh, I'm laughing <laughs> for being 32. I'm laughing far too hard at the antics of Bulk and Skull. Although, like, they freak out because they accidentally hugged each other, and that seems moderately homophobic. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, this is a direct quote from Rita. Great. We can't lose this one. Her plan is to send putties and then a monster, which is the exact same plan that she's had the last two weeks. <laughs> okay but like if we're being serious the music in this show is still kind of great and if i owned the soundtrack it would never leave my car uh alpha five has called in zach for a special meeting so that he can learn how to break dance uh there's genuinely a 45 second break dancing sequence uh this monster blows he just looks like mantar hashtag bring back bones um Working together as a team will be your only hope. So there's our ham-fisted message from Zordon. Um, (laughs) Jesus, this show feels like a parody of an energy drink commercial. Uh, (laughs) uh, There's another line of dialogue from Zordon. Um, This is their toughest situation yet. There's only been three. Perhaps it's time that they learn the secret of their weapons. (laughs) Shouldn't that have been day one training? (laughs) Um... I wonder if there's an episode where someone just stumbles upon a bunch of random robot dinosaurs hidden among this small town. Uh, I don't know what's happening, but the, the comment I have just says, this fight is straight crazy town. Um, let's see. He keeps coming no matter what. I relate to this issue. <laughs> <laughs> then they debut the weapons, and like I totally forgot about their weapons. Uh, every second of this show is ADR'd exposition. Um, the weapons are uniting into one giant weapon. I forgot all about this bullshit. (laughs) Oh my God. I loved that as a kid. Oh my God. That was like, uh, so then they, uh, they come back to the school and the principal yells at them and says, look at this place. Why hasn't it been cleaned up? And I wrote, shouldn't you be yelling at your janitorial staff instead of four random teenagers? And then it ends with Alpha trying to break dance and it's super unnecessary. And he does a robotic Michael Jackson. (laughs) in the middle of his dancing and uh that's episode three of mighty more power rangers called teamwork 
And we also talked about Slaughter High from 1986 as picked by me. Don't forget, you can always send us picks at our email address at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website at hmnpodcast.com. Hit us up on iTunes and give us a rating and review. Join our Facebook group because there's always conversations going down on the Facebook group. And if you feel like it, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com backslash hmnpodcast. Throw us a dollar. Throw us more. If you throw us 20 bucks or more, we do a monthly Skype call with a group of people, and it's been really fun. We've done it for three months now, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Uh, we'll be back next week with another movie. Hey, Dylan, do you feel like joining us for another movie? Oh, I would love to. All right, we'll tune in next week when we find out what that film is. listening to the Geekscape Network.